What's up, everybody? I'm JJ John J. Stramski. And I'm Jason Goff. And if you haven't heard, The Ringer has gone local. I'm bringing the fire. I'm bringing the rain from the Big Apple with my show, New York, New York. And I'm repping Chi-Town with my new show, The Full Go on All Things Chicago. We've got episodes three nights a week with all the reaction to the local teams and guests. Plus bonus episodes around all the big games and storylines. So whether you're uptown, downtown, in the burbs, or a transplant. Make sure you follow New York, New York, and The Full Go on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just... Once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Horlbeck. What a time to be alive. Week six is done, except for Monday Football. But Sunday games are done, and we give out awards every week. And the first award, the loser, uh, a loser that stands out, is Danny Kelly, because he just watched the Seahawks lose in overtime <laughs> and then has to immediately record a podcast with Craig and I. DK, your immediate yeah. thoughts. Seahawks just lost. Uh, it turns out that even without Russell Wilson, the Seahawks are still the Seahawks. You know, I think teams have like a certain DNA and every game that the Seahawks play is a complete and utter circus. So that was fun. Um, went to overtime. It looked like it was going to get kind of exciting there, but it was a little bit anticlimactic when, uh, Geno Smith fumbled deep, deep in, uh, Pittsburgh's end there. And then that was it. But yeah, fun game, fun times. <laughs> Craig, how you feeling? Playoff bound, baby. Never a doubt. Seahawks are Seahawks are two and four now, and they don't have a first round pick. The Jets have their first round pick. The Steelers so are fun. also a loser. I'm a loser. Like that, we didn't play well. The We're Steelers. all losers. We watched that the whole. I watched the whole thing. I'm a loser. I didn't even have a dog in the fight. <laughs> the Seahawks are giving up an NFL record amount of yards per game, and they started Geno Smith, and it was tied with three minutes left in overtime in <laughs> Pittsburgh. It's a nightmare. Yeah. It's a nightmare. When you put it that way, it makes me feel a little bit better, if, actually. If we didn't have TJ Watt, I don't know what we would do. Double the man's salary, <laughs> put him at quarterback. <laughs> I don't know. Um, oh yeah, what, what a horrible, horrible eyesore of a game. Uh, I guess I'm happy we won. I don't know. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, well, I, I mean, the funniest outcome for that game would have been basically Ben Roethlisberger leading a game-winning drive and then convincing the Steelers that he's the guy. So For a whole another year. 
But yeah. DK, I kind of want to come back to DK here because I feel like DK kind of put up his his shield, his deflection. Where he was like, yeah, fun times. DK, it's it's all right. Let us in. How how did that feel? I mean, to be totally honest with you, I've already sort of like accepted that this season is just not going to be very good. I mean, yeah, Geno Smith Wilson is, is starting for four or five weeks. Yeah. Like, what is he supposed to feel? How, I mean, how? Yeah, I mean, I came in, I came in expecting to get blown out. So I guess in some way, the Seahawks got me by, you know, kind of like getting me to like actually think they might win. <laughs> that that was like sort of like how I feel right now. I, I never, I never really came into the game thinking that they were going to win. So I don't feel that bad, but it was just like, man, every time the Seahawks play, it just turns into this like game that is going to come down to the end and it's the total circus and there's weird plays like DK Metcalf fumbling the ball. Like, can't you just run out of bounds? Like, <laughs> why does it always have to be like this? I don't know. I, um, anyway. I loved, I think it was 14-0 and they came back from break and Chris Collinsworth was like, I didn't realize how much Russell Wilson meant to this offense. <laughs> I was like, what the <laughs> hell are you talking dude. about? I heard that. <laughs> Uh, there is one silver lining, Heifetz, I would say, is, and it's that Seahawks fans are not going to be like, look, we can go forward with, with Geno Smith at quarterback, or we should move on from Russell Wilson. Because there is a, a not insignificant segment of probably the Seahawks fandom that just thinks the Seahawks should move on from Russell Wilson. What? Um, oh, yeah. Who? Dude, it's been this long-standing thing. It's, it's, it's like, like the a thing. QAnon of Seattle? Like, what, who is it, saying they Russell should move Wilson on Russell Wilson is a Wilson? fresh... He's a frustrating quarterback. He holds on to the ball. They too went much. to two he Super Bowls. Terrible, and he won annoying one. sacks. Yeah, look, I'm I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying this there is a subset of Seahawks Twitter or Seahawks fandom, I should say, that is just like ready to move on. They're either ready to move on from Russell or move on from Pete. I don't think anybody is like, let's keep going. This let's keep doing this. Pete and Russ forever. It's all just like there's a scapegoat and it's either Pete or Russ. And turns out it's just really like the defense is atrocious. I have I think the funniest possible thing that could happen with sports in general is we find out that all of the sports were always rigged and that we were ridiculous for thinking that they were real. And I only really ever think about that when I watch the Seahawks play because the Seahawks feel like every game they do in primetime is scripted. The DK Metcalf fumble would make a lot more sense if it was like a WWE wrestler who was late to a move, it was like, oh, I'm supposed to fumble here. I can't go out of bounds yet. I loved the ref running after who recovered the fumble? Swain. I don't know who it was. That guy yeah. sprinted back to set the ball on his own. The and the ref, the ref is doing like full wind sprints behind him to follow him to just touch the ball. The, the, the receiver set the ball where he wanted. And the ref just touched it and then they snapped it and spiked it. And then the whole chaos ensued. That was. <laughs> that was ridiculous with the whole time at the end. I actually think they got it exactly right. Yeah, as I mean, they ridiculous did. as it looked. Okay. Well, I just wanted to kind of mind DK's sadness for a moment. That was just an absolutely ridiculous game. That kind of was exactly what I thought would happen, but you never know exactly what's going to happen. DK, DK, for a <laughs> yeah. seventh round pick, would you trade for Ben right now to have him until Russ comes back? For a seventh? No, probably not. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think, I mean... Ben can probably you, fumble without moving. Do you think At least ben, Gino, like, so you're asking with, me, is Ben better than Gino? And I, I would probably say not appreciably. Wow. I was going to say the other way around. Like, Craig, wouldn't you rather have Gino Smith running the Steelers? <laughs> uh, we're three and three, baby. What are you talking about? Absolutely not. We're killing it. Does does TJ Watt come in that deal? TJ Watt is it. unbelievable and is the only reason we won the game. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Yeah. Who, would, uh, would you rather have Ben or Drew Locke running the Steelers? Drew Lock. 
<laughs> I just looked at wow. it and was like, what's the worst quarterback I could think of that like actually could win a starting job? Yeah, yeah, I take okay. true. These teams are pathetic. All right. And also, <laughs> uh, obviously, we hope the Daryl uh, Taylor is okay. The defensive end yes. for Seattle, who had that horrific. That was very scary. All right. Um, we're recording this Monday night, so or Sunday, Sunday night, Monday morning. Hopefully, he's all right. All right. Want to get to the rest of the awards? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's flush that game. Let's talk about <laughs> something else. That game was something. All right. Biggest winner of the week. DK, why don't you, why don't you, we spread some positivity here, DK. Who's the biggest winner of the week for you? All right. Big winner this week is random fill-in backup running backs, <laughs> a.k.a. all those people that went anchor RB or zero RB and just wanted to like rely on backups and guys getting hurt and all that stuff. This is your week. Lots of guys, lots of backup running backs scored points this week and a lot of points. Daryl Williams for the Chiefs, 23.9 in PPR. Khalil Herbert, 19.2. Latavius Murray. In fact, all three of the Ravens running backs, which, are, which were all previously, I believe, Either on practice squads or just sitting on their couch, scored running back or scored touchdowns for the Ravens this week. Chuba wait, Hubbard. Wait, so the Ravens running back. So it's that's <laughs> Devontae Latavius Murray and and Lev Bell. So th- those are like the three horsemen of the apocalypse. We just need Todd Gurley to sign with the Ravens. I was thinking, <laughs> I, I they need a name. They need like a, a name. I was trying to think of movies with like a bunch of old actors. What about Expendables Three? Because there's three. No, of them? what's the what's Wild the one with the bucket list? With <laughs> What's Morgan that Wild Freeman? Hogs movie? Wild Hogs with John Travolta. Wild Hogs. Ooh, the bucket list is pretty. The good. bucket list is pretty good too. I thought Expendables list. three made a lot of sense, but all right, I guess Expendables so. is good. I just need, if they sign Gurley, it's like the Four Horsemen of the Running Back Apocalypse. Last we, Vegas. Hyphens. You ever seen that one? <laughs> oh my god! Hey, can we do a quick aside? Hyphens, real quick, and acknowledge the fact that Ty Gurley's still not in the league, and these three I'm, guys are scoring touchdowns for the, the Ravens. So I want the whole season. However, <laughs> okay. we're at the point okay. where That's I would revisit <laughs> the episode because I, the top of my head, I think I offered you thirty to one on ten dollars. Yeah, I was gonna say it was thirty something. I said thirty <laughs> to one on ten dollars, and I, we're gonna have to revisit it. You shouted me down I, about that, and it was I, hurtful. I, I, it, I will pay. I will pay if Todd Gurley. <laughs> I really hope it wasn't thirty. No, to no ifs. I won the bet. <laughs> Not I, 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 you said ever again. That was why I offered thirty to one. I will if, I said he, he, if it goes the whole season. I, I, we will check the tape. I'm pretty sure I, I said when he's not going to be on a team when the season starts. But I could be wrong. Anyway, anyway, going back being, to what I was saying. Yes, you were right about that, and you were right about many things. The Ravens and guys uh, have scored, but the weird part about this list you have: Darrell Williams, Khalil Herbert, Latavius Murray, Chuba, Devonte or Devonte Booker kind of sucked. All these other guys scored like immediately. They all scored in the first half of the first quarter. Yeah. It was like instant gratification. Your your strategy worked. Congratulations. Now you get to enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Don't sweat who um, this Khalil Herbert guy is. He's going to be all right. So Yeah. The, he actually did look pretty good. The flip side to the random running backs doing well, which you know who else is my winner of the week, is the RB1s. Like the good guys that you drafted really high. Like there are so many underperforming elite or borderline elite running backs that really like underperformed that today crushed it. Like Jonathan Taylor had 29 points. So like the first month of the season, Jonathan Taylor was the RB 19. The last two weeks, he's like the number one running back. So he's back. Joe Mixon had his best game of the year. Dalvin cook, who has been really frustrating because when he's hurt, but splitting time with Alexander Madison, which seemed like would be the case today, Turns out, no, he got like 29 carries. He had the best game of his season for Dalvin Cook after people thought it was frustrating. People were wondering about Aaron Jones and like losing workload to A.J. Dillon. Aaron Jones had his best game since week two. 
And then Zeke Elliott, there was this thing from a few weeks ago. Oh, like, is Tony Pollard going to eat, eat into Zeke's rushing workload? Guess what? Today, Zeke ate into Tony Pollard's receiving work. Zeke had 50 <laughs> yards receiving. He was eighty by overtime. But, yeah. like, still, Zeke had 20-plus points. Zeke had the second most receiving yards he's had in three years. Like, this was just a very affirming week for people who've had running back, like, top elite running backs that you invested a lot in that were like kind of middling for you. And this was like, Oh, right. These guys are great. Yeah. Added Najee Harris had a big game too. Yep. Um, yards. Touchdown. Yeah. There's like very, it, it is, it does feel almost like it's like feast or famine. It's like it, that mid level range, like definitely the, the running back dead zone was not, is not giving you what you wanted, but even like the second tier running backs is a little bit iffy. So um, it's either, it's either, you know, the big name guys or these backup players that you never heard of. I mean, like, Alex Collins, we didn't even like, I don't think we talked about Alex Collins one time during the offseason. <laughs> and he came in, he was like the starter. Should have been Rashad so, Penny. Kind of weird. Oh, yeah, Rashad Penny. Well, yeah, yeah, but, yeah to your point, that. though, like we did talk about anchor running back all offseason. And like the sure. running back dead zone, half of the guys we were right about, the other half, like we might have been wrong, but they got hurt. Like David Montgomery <laughs> might have been good, but now he's on IR and that's kind of over. Chris Carson, I mean, he's on IR. And then Clyde's mm-hmm. on IR, but he was bad before he got put on IR. Jacob Dobbins never made it. And then Miles Sanders is um, probably the single most frustrating player that was drafted in the top 50, period. But, yeah. but this is why you Possibly. do stars and scrubs RBs, because yeah. th- those first-time running backs, if they're healthy, they hit, you know, yes. like pretty much all the time. Receivers, you can't say the same thing. Look at like Stefan Diggs. Look at like uh, almost every second round wide receiver you took is not panning out. But those RBs, man, if they're healthy, they are always good. Yeah, okay. So, running backs are doing well. Craig, who's your winner of the week? Yeah, I want to pick the one guy in the dead zone who's kind of like made his way through the mud this year. It's Daryl Henderson, who's quietly one of the best fantasy running backs in the league. Uh, He has yet to finish worse than RB20 in a single week this season in PPR. He's extremely consistent. He's put up 15, 15, 14, 16, and 23 in the five games he's played. He's getting massive workloads. Sony Michelle's not eating into his workload at all, really. He's averaging almost 100 yards a game, and the Rams are just destroying teams. And their next three games are against the Lions, the Texans, and the Titans. Like, Daryl Henderson is a legit RB1. This makes me so worried, Craig, because <laughs> you were hyping up Cam Akers <laughs> before the year. Putting all those, you're just getting back on the horse, aren't you? <laughs> Like, what am I supposed to do? Fire it up, fire it up the old Craig curse. It's time Let's for it. Jake Funk. <laughs> Detroit Houston no. Tennessee the next three weeks almost makes me wonder if Daryl Henderson's somehow like a trade candidate. Like right. get, go get him, even though you have to pay high. Like I mean, yeah, he had like hundred top five hundred ten yards and two touchdowns today. So I know, but is he like a top four running back the next over the next three week period? This like, also bums of... me out because it makes me wonder how good Cam Akers could have been. Ugh, oh yeah. So yeah. To your point, though, Craig, I I do agree with you a lot. Like under the radar, he is exactly he, he is getting the like the Cam Akers role essentially, which we didn't. I don't know if we really thought that would happen because like coming into the year, there's the writing was on the wall. It was like, oh, they're trying to replace Daryl Henderson, you know, um, and they they drafted a guy in the second round after taking Henderson. They didn't really play Henderson all that much when he was here before Akers got here, and so they must not like him. It's kind of like the thinking. Um, and then they traded for Sony Michelle. And so, but but despite all that, he's still getting like all the workload. He's still get he's still the lead guy in a really good offense that's scoring a ton of points and he looks good. So yeah, I definitely uh, um I'm really hoping that he can continue to stay healthy and, and do what he's doing because it's just really fun to watch. 
DK, who's your biggest loser of week six? So, Hyphen, this than, is like, a yourself, term. Watching this game. Yeah, besides the Sunday Night Football debacle, <laughs> uh, fantasy entropy, which is a term that one of our listeners coined last year. Basically, it's it's useless fantasy points, useless points in the fantasy realm. Um, Wasted Players points. that are not... Yeah, like players that are not in any starting lineups or very, very few starting lineups around around the world. Here's a list. I'm just going to read it quickly of people who scored touchdowns today and that that fantasy production just evaporated into the ether. Le'Veon Bell, Devontae Freeman, Elijah Penny. By the way, maybe yeah. the better Penny brother at this point. Well, Elijah um, Penny made a tackle today on special teams without a helmet. I remember th- I, I, he was <laughs> smiling while he was bringing the guy down. I was like, that's a fucking badass. Rashad Penny could never. <laughs> As I'm wearing a San Diego State hat, how dare you? <laughs> you are! I didn't even notice. <laughs> oh, well. That's okay. Uh, Paris Campbell, KJ Osborne, Alan Lazard, Demarcus Robinson, Auden Tate, Blake Jarwin, CJ Uzoma, Chris Evans, the running back, not the actor. Captain America. Mo Ali Cox. <laughs> Mo Ali Cox. Eric freaking Ebron. Donovan Peoples Jones scored twice, and Kenyon Drake scored twice after playing 12 snaps last week. So, anyways, I just wanted to say, uh, pour a little bit out for like all the fantasy production also, that we, just. We can't mention Rashad Penny without saying Chris Herndon scored a touchdown. Yeah, did you I, skip Chris Herndon? What the Chris hell? No, I said Herndon it, didn't I? Scored a did I say it? Touchdown. Well, if I didn't say it, I'm, I apologize. Chris Herndon. Oh, I was only like a couple years late. Like your brain just like forgot, like your brain doesn't let you see things that hurt you. You guys, it's like the devil's share. Do you guys know about the devil's share or whatever for in whiskey? It's like the the portion of whiskey that evaporates when they're storing it. Oh, yeah. This is this is the fantasy devil's share. Wow, I think that's that's cool. I've never heard that. I'm gonna Google. That's a good name for a brand of whiskey, kind of. That actually is. I think it is. I think there is something called that. There's no way we're the first person to be like that. Should be a whiskey. There's zero chance. Pretty sure there is. Okay. If you had to pick one guy from that list, DK, that is will be relevant. Oh would God! It be? This list of like random guys who scored that from this list of guys that will be relevant this league. season. Yes. Who? I think it comes down to two players. Well, I would say Kenyon Drake, based on his usage, might maybe going forward with John Gruden out. I don't know because they paid him a lot of money, but I would say. More realistically, KJ Osborne is still a part of that offense in Minnesota. And then Chris Evans, I think, has an opportunity to sort of like work his way into a bigger role. Cause every time he touches the ball, he looks good. He's like Paul. He's a very good receiller. Like he's yeah, like the were... Pollar to the mix in an, uh, a Zeke. Like he looks awesome, yeah. Chris Evans. Yeah. Captain I America. There were two obvious answers here, and like you didn't hit any, either of them. You of were going to say <laughs> Paris <laughs> Campbell and who else? Nope. No? I was going to say Donovan Peoples-Jones for the Browns because he's young oh, yeah. and like a crazy athlete and Odell and like kind of getting better as a receiver and Odell Beckham might be hurt. And if Odell misses any time, Peoples-Jones is actually really interesting to me. And yeah. then yeah. Devontae Freeman, if Latavius Murray is not okay, because I think he was banged up. Devontae Freeman is like the starting running back for the Ravens. I just refuse to acknowledge. Uh, th- this should have been in the refuse to acknowledge they're good at fantasy thing, probably. because They are. I just refuse I to acknowledge. Tyson Williams oh, okay. was another healthy scratch <laughs> for Baltimore. I have, DK. I totally just stepped oh, just in step, Just do it now, then, Craig. Okay. I have to just shout out. Tyson Williams was a, another healthy scratch for Baltimore today. Son of a bitch. Like, uh, it is the old guys running that team. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, the Brandon Cooks Award for the player you don't want to acknowledge is good at fantasy. The Ravens are running backs. It's just a mess. 
Ever since, yeah. so I was looking back ever since they benched Tyson Williams, who was good and was like actually putting up good numbers. Ever since they benched Tyson Williams, which is after week two, so week three on, uh, not a single running back on the Ravens has had more than 59 yards in a game. And all of the Ravens running backs have not had more than 68 yards in a game since they benched Tyson Williams. It is bad. Freeman, Latavius, and Le'Veon, what are they, nine, nine, and eight carries? They all had TDs. I don't care about any of them. I don't want any of them. The Expendables 3, Wild Hogs, whatever you want to call them. Like, <laughs> I'm going to leave them on the bench. Well, if Latavius I, Murray is hurt and it's just Devontae Freeman, Le'Veon Bell, that's two guys and that's the bucket list. That's when Expendables 2? What? Because hmm. the bucket that's list expendables is two guys, two. right? No, not the C. Oh, okay. I see, see what oh, I'm saying? Funny. I see what you did there. Okay. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> By the way, hey, real quick. I think it's actually called the Angels Share. And then there's, called, there's, there's another thing called the Devil's Cut. For all you whiskey people out there that are very angry at me right Speaking now. Speaking of those two things, someone I saw a joke the other day that was <laughs> the closest you ever get to be like being a ghost is when you're listening to a podcast, discuss a trivia question, and you know yes. the answer, but they can't hear yes. you. Yeah. Which I imagine people <laughs> listening to this have experienced a lot. How did that? Yeah. Why did that pop into your head? Because I said something in, factually incorrect, and, and all the whiskey connoisseurs oh, are like probably just like pulling their hair and like, we can't hear. <laughs> So the devil's cut refers to the loss of the distillate, which is absorbed by the wood of the casts. And then I guess the angel's share is what what evaporates, I think. Let's really dive anyway. into this. Let's take our time here. Yeah, let's, let's, let's <laughs> we'll talk about this later. <laughs> I can't tell if this is great anyway. or terrible content. I, I, it's too late. We got the night. gist. Actually, you know, the I think it's very, very no, fascinating. The angel and the devil anyway. got the gist. Let's move on. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. Oh, hold up. Smell test. Go ahead. Sniff those pits. Now, your bits. Feet, toes, come on. Ugh. Could be fresher, right? It's all good. Old Spice Total Body Deodorant Spray is gentle enough to use all over your body, giving you 24-7 lasting freshness with daily use, from pits to toes and down below. So every smell test gets a... <sighs> Shop for Old Spice Total Body Deodorant. Other losers, other than everyone who had to just hear that conversation, and you'll yep. never get that set, those time back in your life. My losers of the week, people who started guys in their fantasy teams who were injured and then immediately got hurt again, mm. including a lot of people who probably started Kadarius Tony, who was great on the first drive for the Giants, three catches, 36 yards, hurts his ankle again, and then leaves the game because he had an ankle injury, made it worse, left. Tony Gibson, playing on a shin fracture. Fun fact, shin fractures don't get better throughout the season. He left in the first half against the Chiefs. Terry McLaurin had a hamstring injury. Don't know if that how much that mattered, but he had 28 yards, so that's not good. Mike Williams had a knee injury all week. Got I don't know if he hurt the knee again, but he got hurt in that game. Two catches for 27 yards. Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt for the Browns was banged up all week. But he had to play because Nick Chubb was out. And Kevin Stefanski, the Browns coach, literally, I'm quoting him, said, I don't want to kill Kareem, end quote, this week. And then Kareem got hurt playing. <laughs> so, like, admittedly, yeah. some guys who were hurt played very well. Dalvin Cook was hurt and was incredible this week. De DeAndre Hopkins 
was sick all week and he he played great. Having said that, do we just overthink all of these start sit decisions? Should you just almost always play the healthy person if it's even close? Yeah. <laughs> I think it, if that's the tiebreaker, yeah. Yeah, but definitely. Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Hopkins are the reason why we don't do that. Yes, but for the star of the star guys, you play Dalvin Cook when he plays. I mean, you play DeAndre so Hopkins Craig, when he Craig, plays. we're talking we're talking process here, not not necessarily just these specific results. Like I don't know if this is going to be a regular thing every week where all the guys who are on the in, or who are on the injury list during the week got hurt immediately. But it is I think it is an interesting question like should we be maybe like paying more attention to the injury report. These guys are coming up hurt late in the week or they're doing limited on Friday. They're they did not practice on Thursday. Like that should be way more scary, I feel like, to a lot of us. And I, I kind of just like shrug it off. Ah, they're tough. They'll play through it. Give, yeah. It, it's also getting rid of the probable designation has just made the questionable thing just absolutely awful. That's the real so loser to differentiate. The, the, yeah. The questionable <laughs> yeah. tag is the real loser. It's it, questionable. Really, has such a wide range of outcomes now that it it actually takes real work. Doesn't mean anything to figure out the difference between these guys. Like, it, it's easy to look back on Antonio Gibson this week. And be like, I can't believe I played a guy who had a shin fracture in a game. Yeah. But like, it, he's been dealing with it. He's managing it. Yeah. We'll see how hurt he is. Anyway, I I just it, you just watch five of those guys go down, and you're like, oh, maybe just hurt guys are hurt. So especially a bummer about Kadarius Tony too, because he had three catches on the first drive, and then and they looked incredible, and then of course he just immediately <laughs> I, went okay. out. Okay, I'm going to step on a different category right now since you brought that up. Kadarius, the Giants had two very important players hurt playing in this game. Kadarius Tony had the ankle injury. Daniel Jones was recovering from a concussion, and he played. Kadarius Tony got hurt in the first drive. Daniel Jones, who is the starting quarterback for the team, was in this game. When it was like 38 to three with like five minutes left, they were playing the quarterback who was concussed seven days earlier, which like he is probably had to run laps after the game. If it's because he fumbled twice or whatever, I, too, like my so like the thing I want to step on is like I, like garbage time. I don't remember the category. I'm so mad. Like the Lions, like garbage, deceiving yards, whatever. DeAndre Swift got a touchdown. Very similar. It was like 31 to three and the Lions, like literally like 90 seconds left have DeAndre Swift going to get a touchdown, which is crazy to me. But at least I get it from a competitive competitiveness standpoint. We don't give up. Dan Campbell's a crazy guy and like they love him for that. I get that. But Daniel Jones being in the game when he's like already dealing with a head injury is crazy to me. Am I like, am I missing something? No, I'm totally with no. you. I don't know why Absolutely. any, I don't know why any of these quarterbacks are in, despite the, like set aside the fact that he was re recovering from a concussion. Like why was Herbert? They were down 34 to six with like four minutes left. And Herbert's <laughs> like in there trying to like make throws. I don't understand it. What is the point? I get like generally speaking, it's like, hey, like you can't be afraid on the field. Like you, like, you can't have players be afraid to get hurt when you're out there, even if it's reality. But like there is a point where it's reckless. But to me, the point of recklessness is when the guys have already been hurt or staying out there. Ugh, anyway. I, I don't know. Okay. The NBA does it all the time. I mean, like if the Warriors are up 25 in the fourth, Steph won't play the fourth. Like what's the, I don't get it. Why is it not the same in football? No, football? It, I'll, tell, I'll tell you why. The, the main difference is that in the NBA, it's not physical. They're trying to, like, it's not physical, like, you don't have to physically dominate your opponent. Leaving the game in the NFL suggests, like, like, like you, anything that strikes, I think, fear, like, oh, I have to get out of this game because I could get hurt. No one makes it to the NFL being afraid to get hurt on the field. 
I don't know. I feel like you're kind of helping my argument. The fact that like football is incredibly dangerous. Like I, Dude, I don't think it's a paradox. Sitting, like no one gets to the NFL being afraid to hit. I people. know, but do you think Justin Herbert, if they sit him with six minutes left in the fourth, he's like, well, now I'm afraid to go back in because they think I might get hurt. That's where I agree, though. That's why it's the coach's job. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like, Makes no sense. I know. I agree. It's it's fucking nuts. Anyway, God damn it. Okay, I'm the biggest loser as well. All right. I don't even know where we're at. Who are other losers? Craig, uh, you guys want to loser? talk about the devil's cuts more? Or what? <laughs> devil's no? cut. Move on. Okay. Uh, my loser is the Seahawks wide receivers until Russ comes back. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Sorry. Just to bring it back. Yeah. Just rub it in. I mean, DK and Lockett, there's just nothing going on there. They play New Orleans next week. Like, I, you could say, I mean, I guess there may be flex plays. Well, well I don't, let me, let me play devil's at the devil's cut advocate here. Uh, devil's advocate. The Steelers cut. D was really oh. good tonight. And if TJ Watt doesn't bat down a bunch of these passes, like, could this offense be, DK, do you think this offense would be better against a average defense? I mean, sure. Yeah, I guess no, so. Like, so you, like, like, like DK Metcalf is like a no question starter against an average defense. A DK Metcalf is still like a, I would say he's still someone you definitely want to start. You want to put him in your flex spot at least. Yeah, but like he's a flex Tyler player. Lockett, Tyler Lockett to me, if you sit him, I don't care. Like, I think that's fine. <laughs> like going forward. And we talked about this on the green room this morning. The we, the reason that you love Lockett so much coming into the year is because he has this immediate and instant connection with Russell Wilson. It's like a mind meld. And they hit these huge 60-yard moonshot balls down the game, like literally almost every game it feels like. And that's like the huge value in Lockett. Lockett's not a PPR machine. He's not a he's not gonna make a I don't think he's gonna make very many big plays with Geno Smith, especially with the way that the CX were pass protecting. Um, to your point about playing a less or like a more average defense or a, a different styled defense. Like the thing that scared me about Steelers coming in as a Seahawks fan was the Steelers defensive front is so much better than the Seahawks offensive line. And I think I saw from ESPN, um, I can't remember where I saw this on, on Twitter, but it, the Seahawks had like a 30% pass block win rate. In other words, they were losing their pass blocks two thirds at a time in this game, which is really, really terrible. And so that just kind of gives you an idea like what this passing game is it's working like, with. That's kind of like your the the pass block one right there. It's kind of like a good baseball hitter and you should really be like a good free throw shooter. <laughs> exactly. Like, um you should ha you should like blow a few like blocks a game maybe. I don't know, not like 3 quarters of them or 2 thirds of them. So the other thing is um the CX never would have been in this game if they couldn't have run the ball. It, that was like Alex Collins like honestly almost took over this game. Um, I don't know where I was in the Seahawks chat. Like we were like, where's this blocking coming from? I did not expect the Seahawks to be good at blocking in the run game. Uh, but that was like the thing that kept him in the game because Geno Smith sure wasn't doing it. Like Geno Smith played fine. He was like good for a backup, but he wasn't keeping them in this game. It was the run game. Um, and the fact that they were playing big Ben. And, and so I don't know. I, I, I'm not very confident going forward. Like what this offense could do to the point that we originally started with, I think you should sit Tyler Lockett going forward until something different happens. We have not talked about, can we just spend a second to talk about Russell Wilson running just, through yes. a simulated game alone yes. on the yes. field in the pregame? When DK says Tyler Lockett is a mind meld with Russell Wilson, it's like, oh, what does chemistry mean? Chemistry means Russell Wilson out there just doing the whole, he, he was talking to people in the huddle. <laughs> Like he was calling without knowing anyone there. Like he was having fake conversations, which even Tom Brady probably thinks that's that's out there. It is a, so corny. That, it is so corny. He's a he's a but, psycho. 
But like he made it to the NFL though. He did it. Like it works. Like like it's easy to make fun of him. It's crazy to be like, he's 5'11, he was a shortstop, and he oh. fucking made it to the NFL because he talks to people who aren't there. And it worked. He it's won a so Super lame. Bowl doing is, that. What do you guys do? I don't I really, really honestly, legitimately, genuinely do not want to sound like a Russell Wilson apologist, but like He's talked about this his entire career, like visualization, how how important visualization is to him. He's talked about like, it on he's talked about, Listen, yeah. guy, well, stop. He's stop. talked about it. Wait, 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 wait. Let me finish. He's he's talked about how he goes into the stadium. He every stadium he goes to, everyone, everywhere he's playing, he goes in, he walks around on the field. He wants to know exactly what it looks like when he's like trying to find where the play clock is, what where the game clock is, whether whether the lights are gonna look weird if he's looking in any certain direction. Like I actually kind of like appreciate this about him. He's so fucking detail oriented. I mean, he's not playing now, today, but <laughs> all this said, all that said, this was incredibly all this said is incredibly corny, and I agree with you. I was like, I cringed when I saw that. However, okay. I, I do kind of appreciate the detail. We don't need to yes, we all know Russell Wilson's good and he's a Hall of Famer and he's detail oriented. It was still super lame. Can we he at least like admit whispering. that? It's like the, whispering. The, the, the fact that he's doing <laughs> while not playing, I get like wanting to keep in your your rhythm. The the reality is part of me. He's also out for a like, month. And he's dialed the cameras. Right. The, I also, it's hard not to wonder if he's doing it for the cameras. A hundred percent he is. A guy that's like obsessed with like being Tom Brady and like having the legacy. Image. It's hard not to wonder if part of it's because he doesn't know what else to do before a game because he's never had to do anything else. And part of me is also like, he, it would be really cool for this to be part of his legacy 10 years from now when in his mind he'll have seven more Super Bowl wins. Why is this? Well, I don't think this is cool <laughs> to be a part of his legacy. With Russell Wilson, I think he thinks it's cool. I, dude, I don't know, man. Like, Look, you're, you're questioning what, like, what Russell Wilson thinks is cool. Have you seen any of the things <laughs> he does? Oh, God. <sighs> Look. I like to I like to make fun of Russell Wilson like the rest of us. Him here, on a but, knee calling know. a play was just the funniest thing I've ever seen, I think. <laughs> also, by the way, he went out and did the coin toss <laughs> yeah. like in the overtime. And everyone was like, what is also, this guy doing? You're on of, IR. You know why the other thing about visualizing <laughs> success, this is such a random thing, but in that that I don't even I was I, I'm trying to curse the cluster, you know what, of the time down problem at the end of the fourth quarter when the time almost ran out and there was just mm -hmm. chaos in the field. Russ goes to the ref and is talking to him and put and does like, you know, the LeBron, like put your hand over your mouth to cover the conversation. But his hand was so far from his face. You could see exactly what he was saying. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like the funniest thing. You could see everything he was saying. And I was like, oh, maybe that's why he's to visualize things because if he just doesn't practice it, he's awful at it. I just like what is like when him, when Ciara's at home watching, is she like, that's my man. What a, what a, Boss, look at him out there calling plays. I mean, to probably self belief. I do. I think I kind of think she is, but yeah. I just want to know what he's like, like <laughs> on a Saturday night, like playing cards with his friends. Like, is he ever normal? Does he ever have a normal conversation? Doubt it. Doubt it. We we also went through this whole thing without being like he literally named his nicknamed himself Mister Unlimited. Yeah, it's all it's all bad. Do you think he workshopped that with his imaginary huddle? Hey, look, Russell Wilson didn't play himself. Like, he wasn't even like the worst. Seahawks to, Seahawk player to play himself tonight in terms of like getting memed like Joel <laughs> Adams. Adams. Oh my Jesus God, Christ! Can we talk about that for a second? And he was uh. like, "I'm the best safety in the world," and it's like 62nd out of 80 and pro football focus grading. Ball hits uh, him in the head, dude. The ball that hit him ball in the head, the face. Ugh. Okay, let's move on. I'm glad that we came back I to all that.
At least Ben puts juice on passes that are going to be intercepted so people don't catch it. Paul hit him in the crease of the helmet where his eyes are. It couldn't have been closer to his eyeballs. If it, if it gets lodged in his face mask, is that an interception? I think like, so. Does that count as a catch? Got to count, sure. <laughs> he should widen it. He should widen his face mask so it's a perfect size for a football. <laughs> what award does what award does Jamal? He just starts play? throwing his head in in the way of the passes. Oh like, a, like a dolphin coming out of the water. Get it off of me. Yeah. We're losing it. Oh, we're losing my it. God. We are losing it. Oh this is what happens God. when a game goes to overtime and we have yeah. to record after. No, I'm so glad we circled back. I would have felt like an absolute failure if we had not hit that Russell Wilson and that Jamal Adams stuff. No one's going to remember Russell Wilson whispering to himself <laughs> on the field because Jamal Adams played himself. Anyway, let's see. I got bad news for you. No one's going to remember the Jamal Adams stuff because Russell Wilson talked to an imaginary huddle. All right, let's move on. All right. I don't um, know if you guys know this, but I actually do the whole pod before we do the pod with no mic. <laughs> I just sit <laughs> and in I, the Zoom. I visualize what it's going to be like. I'm just talking alone Great. in an office. I appreciate your dedication. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I I literally can't even move on. This is too fun. Okay, I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start doing that at our prep bet. So I start getting <laughs> one right. How about that? I'm going to start yourself start in the mirror. <laughs> sharks. Okay, I sharks. Get, I need to get a prop bet right. So. <laughs> Not just, not many, just one. That's all. All right, let's let's go to the dad award. This is the award. We're not mad. We're just disappointed. Yeah. You're the dad. Uh, and I'm going to start out with T, T. Higgins for the Bengals. I still think you're very good, T. Higgins. I think you're a really good player, very talented. Um, however, it just hasn't been as fun as I expected. It hasn't been as, like, not as big, not big explosive plays, not touchdowns. Uh, 7.4 points in PPR last week, 10 this week. I mean, or sorry. 10 last week, 7.4 this week. Um, and this is in games where the Bengals, you can't even really blank blame the Bengals offense anymore because they are passing more because they're in more competitive games. The game scripts are more advantageous. So I don't know. I'm just kind of like bummed out about T Higgins. I'm very happy about Chase, uh, Jamar Chase being really, really good. He's like one of the all-time rookie receivers already. Um, and that's exciting. But I thought there'd be more you know, to go around in this offense, the T Higgins would be like a, a wide receiver too that you could rely on every week. It's just not happening yet. He, he obviously is coming off an injury, so that could be contributing to it. But um, yeah, I would just say it's been, I'm not mad. I'm just, it's a little bit disappointing so far. <laughs> I think you yeah, nailed it, it uh, with that one line you just said, which is just, I thought there would be more, which describes yeah. a lot of life. <laughs> yeah. My, my, I'm not like, I'm not mad. I'm not mad, Alan. All the Allens in the NFL. I'm just disappointed. Allen Robinson, which I don't want to de- beat a dead horse. It's going to say Allen Robinson had 53 receiving yards today. He's the mm. wide receiver 63 on the season. Uh, entering today, I think that will fall. All I want to ask you guys, I want to ask you a simple question. If Darnell Mooney <laughs> was the wide receiver 63 entering today, and then had 53 yards. Would you even think twice about cutting him in like every league you're in? Probably not. Mm-mm. I'm going to just leave that there. Just let it just let it linger. I'll let it marinate with everyone. The other one, <laughs> wash wash over. I just want to hit yeah. is Keenan Allen who I'm not mad. I'm not mad. But I am disappointed with Keenan Allen. Yeah. Yeah. An analytic stat that should be tracked is games where you think to yourself that's why I drafted this guy. <laughs> Keenan Allen has zero. He's been fine. Tyler, even Tyler Lockett has more than that. Yeah. 
But Keenan Allen has not had a single game where he's like, that's why I drafted. He has one touchdown this season. Maybe it evens out. But my God, when I have to come to this podcast every week and Craig's like, oh, Mike Williams. Oh, my God. One of the best calls in the whole podcast we've ever had. Right, guys? And then I'm like, I fucking <laughs> Keenan Allen in my Sounds team. Like I feel Craig. like an idiot. I am growing to resent him. That's all. That sounded a lot like me. That sounded a lot like me. I it's well done. <laughs> I did. I will say. I think that. I think the big games are coming. So with Keenan, I know I said that he did start with two 100 yard games to start the yeah. season. I think it's going to happen. Like really good quarterback. Still, it's a good offense. Very good player. Still, just a little disappointing. Yeah. I'm just saying. Like all it's you hear about for the first month and a half season is Herbert, Mike Williams, the Chargers. They're great, and I'm like, oh, cool. So I got all the every part of the Keenan Allen thing right, except the guy I took. That's cool. Yeah. 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 No, it's not cool. It sucks anyway. I'm 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 maybe a little mad and disappointed. <laughs> Craig. All right. I'm not mad at Darren Waller. <laughs> I'm not this mad is, at him. This is kind of a I'm fun just, one. I'm just a little disappointed. I mean, it was like Travis Kelsey. Oh, may, maybe I wait around and I get Darren Waller. And he's kind of the same thing. Week one, he had 19 targets. Oh my God, that worked out. I'm super proud of you, son. <laughs> then the next five weeks, he has 33 targets. 19 targets in week one. 33 targets in the next five weeks. Here are his finishes yeah, from week two to six as a tight end. Week two, he was the tight end 10. Then he was the tight end 15, then 10, then 19, then 14. He has not been a top 10 tight end, essentially, since week one. Really? It's, it's getting bleak for Darren. The Raiders had 34 points today, and he was the tight end 14. DK just did I'm the, not mad. DK just did the really in a way that I can tell he has no Darren Waller on any of his 22 teams. No, I, I do have one Darren Waller team. I just, I, that just is crazy to me still. Um, he, he gets yeah. like 50 yards a game. You know, I'm not mad at that. It's just not what it's I not expected. It's not ruining you, but it's not no. really winning you any games either. You know, it's one of those things. It's like that purgatory. Yeah, like you got into college. Like, congrats. <laughs> He but, was he was one of the he was like a league winner too last year I think that's why we like came into the season with so much expectations, uh, but yeah it's it's not happened so far. I this with Waller I, I think with both Keenan Allen and Darren Waller though like I think I think we'll be t changing our tune soon here. You saying buy low, we might yeah. have to do a real uh, power hour like a buy low like a, like this is the crunch time for buy low season. Mm. Six weeks in. Trade deadlines on the horizon. We we're gonna have to go deeper on these guys. Okay, we're disappointed. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Flip side, Derrick Henry award for guys that we just desperately wish we had uh, in fantasy. Luckily, Derrick Henry's on Monday Night Football, so we can actually take a break from just saying it's Derrick Henry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think that I think one of us has said this pretty much every week, other than like one or two weeks, but it's Cooper Cup again. I mean, 12 targets, nine catches, 130 yards, two touchdowns, 34 points of PPR, just going absolutely bonkers. He um, took one week off to let Bobby Trees do his thing. Yeah, like, you know, they got the squeaky wheel game out of the way. Well, Bobby Trees scored today because, of course, happy. he scored against the Giants where I had to watch. <laughs> God, that's... Your Giants He did, but, I mean, he funny. had two catches. But yeah. 
Um, yeah, I just wish I had. I wish I had Cooper Cup on every one of my teams. That'd be better. So if two years ago we were like, oh, Bobby Trees, Bob Robert Forrest is Cinderella. What is the story now, Craig? Oh God, uh, that's a great question. I'm not sure. Um, it's like Prince Charming <sighs> rides off with Cinderella in like the in their chariot, and then a couple years later, they just realize that they kind of really rushed into this whole thing, and then he kind of like leaves her, and then finds Cinderella turned thirty, and he's like, "You have a younger sister," yeah. and she's like, "Yeah, but what's the big deal?" And he's like, "Well, where is she?" And then it's Cooper Cup. Mm. That's all I got. Dark. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Garbage time king. I already mentioned DeAndre Swift getting a touchdown with like 90 seconds left down 30 points, which is just can't believe starting running backs in in that situation. But Craig, garbage time king. CeeDee Lamb was very close to being in the I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed category, but he took off in the second half of the game t- uh, this today against the Patriots. He had 31 yards with four minutes left in the third. Then he caught the little one-yard touchdown. He kind of saved the day a little bit. And then he absolutely took off. He had 160 yards, two touchdowns. Looked awesome. Looked like rookie season pre-Dak injury CD when they were just like absolutely going nuts. DK and Hyphen, it's a question here. Is this because, I could be completely off, but it seems as though CD's not getting, he's not running the routes in the slot. And that's where he's used to like get more targets, get more opportunity. I don't know if it's because Gallup got hurt and normally Gallup's outside and CD's in the slot more, but it seems like CD's just always, you know, at the top of the screen as far away as possible from Dak. <laughs> and he's just not getting the ball because he's not playing in the slot anymore. That's a good question. I'm not sure exactly what his slot rate is. I'm going to look that up. I, I don't know. You talk while I look that up. Okay, cool. I'm curious about that. Uh, my So my understanding is that, so Blake Jarwin tore his ACL last year in like what, week one? And then they kind of were like, hey, CD, you want to just do like the physical things over the middle? And it was like, cool. And he just could as a rookie. And so he got a lot of the slot. This year, I I think I, I test, I agree that you're saying like he's outside more. I think the real problem is just the Cowboys offense is, like like Dak's a good quarterback, and that's right. bad for They're fantasy sometimes because yeah, we, we we say this a lot, but like great quarterbacks process route progressions quickly, which means they're not reliant on the first or second option, which is why Tom Brady can sometimes like Mike Evans gets no catches and Godwin gets no catches, and sometimes Antonio Brown gets 120 yards, sometimes Cameron Bray gets two touchdowns, Gronk. Like it's different guys because they're progressing quickly. Whereas when DeAndre Hopkins is on the Texans and he just has a procession of shitty quarterbacks, they're going one or two progressions and throwing to Hopkins every time. Yeah. And I think the Cowboys actually have that problem where Dak is really freaking gone up a level again this year. And they're yeah. winning these games. And they're, and they're the so games. balanced, and they don't have these fourth quarter shootouts like they did at the start of last season. That's the so, other point. Is that, again, like Dak had sixteen hundred yards in four games. Like he had th- three or f- maybe four weeks, probably three consecutive weeks of a career high in passing yards because their defense was the worst Cowboys defense in forty years. So, so Craig, to answer your question, prior to this week, actually, no, this is actually this includes this week per PFF. He's ran twenty six percent of his routes out of the slot. Um. Cedric Cedric Wilson, who is the guy in the games, you're like, why do they keep fucking throwing it to that guy? He's running 88% of his routes from the slot. Um, I also think they're running more two tight end stuff. Like they're just yes. running the ball, they're smash mouthing it. And that's like, you know, you, it, that moves CD to the outside type of deal. I, yeah, so, they like, well, um, that's actually what, how Blake Jarwin caught the touchdown was Schultz got to the one and then Jarwin freaking got the touchdown right and like five yeah. feet from Schultz. And I was like, I got, not that I cared or anything. Anyway, uh, Heifetz, you mentioned this earlier, like the that's why I drafted this guy game. Like this was the CD lamb. That's why I drafted yes. this guy game. Yeah. 
hundred percent. We can make that a win. And I'm excited about it. Do you, do you feel that it's do like repeatable going forward though? Or is this kind of like a yeah. one-time thing? Definitely. Well, when you look at their schedule, so they're off next week, which is couldn't have come at a more perfect time for Dallas. Having Dak hurt his calf in the last play of the game. Gallup will probably be back after mm. the bye. They're playing Minnesota on Sunday night. Uh, that'll probably be a shootout. They're playing Denver. Atlanta kind of sucks in the Chiefs. I'm hoping that they'll be in these games a little bit more and that it'll be more of a shootout and CD can get more involved. And maybe when Gallup comes back, that'll kick CD inside more. Um, so I think better days are ahead for CD. It's a good point. It's a good point. That Yeah, the two tight end stuff might have partially to do with the fact they lost Gallup. Um, All right. Also, he looks like he looks awesome. It's not, he's it doesn't great. feel like fluky stuff that no. he's doing, yeah. you know? No, CD's great. DK, do you have a garbage time, King? Uh, I was just going to add, by the way, that didn't, that wasn't really garbage time, but I'll, I'll accept it because it kind of came off the end of the game. That was more like Craig put in his notes, incredibly frustrated at halftime, fuck CD yeah. Lamb, and then like came to it <laughs> later and was like, oh, that's really embarrassing. That's like when you like wake up like hungover and like see like the mess you made when you're drunk and you're like, why did I get like McDonald's at 3 a.m.? Like, that was Craig. Yeah. Like, how messed up was I that I was mad at CeeDee Lamb like an hour ago? Yeah. Yeah, that should be a segment like like t- fantasy texts you sent at halftime yes. that you would then regret. <laughs> <Text>. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. L- late night text. Fuck CeeDee Lamb, dude. I'm never drafting him again. And then like, after Check the game, you're 37 like, love CeeDee. Like, <laughs> always love you. Uh, so yeah, I was going to add Garbage Time King. And by the way, this is the Blake Bortles Award for Garbage Time King. Also could be known as the Jalen Hurts Award. Although he has been putting them into games regardless also could be the brandon cooks award brandon cooks could be just the name of every category yes he pretty much brandon cooks categories. the brandon cooks award for garbage time king goes to brandon cooks this week <laughs> his team lost 31 to 3 didn't matter 11 targets eight catches 99 yards 19 19 points in ppr uh yeah they're thrown to someone I mean, in houston know. gotta go somewhere i mean One look read. we can keep dunking ourselves about that and we should someone does have to catch the ball in houston <laughs> i think also by the way the quarterback situation has been better. It's just been better than we thought it would be. Like Tyra Taylor looked pretty good uh, before he got hurt. And then Davis Mills, I guess the best thing you can say is he hasn't been a complete disaster, at least not as bad yeah, as when I, I thought you know, When be. I was watching the Colts take this 31-3 to lead, I was thinking the Texans quarterback play is so much better than I thought. That was my <laughs> did, main thought. Did you watch him play in New England last game. week, Heifetz? Come on. Yeah, give him a break. It's just one game. <laughs> Okay, moving on to the Brandon Cooks Award for the player you don't want to acknowledge is good at fantasy. Hi, Fitz. Should I just say Brandon Cooks again? No. Um, I I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna veer here. The guy I, I this is like a two year running thing. I don't really want to admit that JD McKissick is good. I've never wanted to admit <laughs> that JD McKissick is good. Yeah. Do you know what I found out like a couple hours ago? J.D. McKissick, as of this moment in time, in half PPR scoring, J.D. McKissick has the exact, exact same amount of fantasy points as Saquon Barkley does. <laughs> yes. Like, he is significantly ahead. He's ahead of Miles Sanders. He's ahead of Javante Williams. If you remember, like, I'm talking that these are guys going, uh, Miles Sanders probably 90 picks out of J.D. McKissick. Javante Williams, like 60. I mean, this is astonishing. And now that Gibson's shin is worse, I mean, J.D. McKissick is like a top 25 running back, like locked in every week. I mean, yeah, the Antonio Gibson rocket ship never arrived, never took off, maybe is the better way um, of putting it. We always thought Antonio Gibson was going to be the next Christian McCaffrey or whatever. Part of that was because Ron Rivera actually said that like verbatim, or he said he's going to be, we're going to use him a little bit like Christian McCaffrey or something like that. 
regardless, um, whether or not that was ever like, going to oh. be true, it certainly was never going to be true. The moment he got this shin injury, the shin stress right. fracture that will just right. never heal during the season. Yeah. So, and, and what I understand with this injury is that, like, it's not something that's just going to get better as if you rest during the week. Like, it's just something he has to deal with in the off season. It needs like multiple months of rest to get better and or surgery. And so, I think this is going to be a situation that they're going to have to get like worry about his workload throughout the rest of the season. They may end up even shutting him down. I, that, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but it could be something that happens later on in the season. Gibson went out multiple times, multiple times during this game, and they came back. But it's still just worrisome. And also, like, just the pass-catching thing. Like, look, we talked about this before Gibson came into the league. After last year, he was a college receiver. He has the receiving chops. He has the receiving, like, experience. Like, just use him in that game. But I think what we all kind of overlooked was J.D. McKissick was also a college receiver who has the receiving chops and has the experience <laughs> and is good. And he's just a different style of player. Um it, this reminds me a lot, actually, of and this is I'm not saying that JD McKissick is good Pollard, but it does remind me a little bit of the Ezekiel Elliott Tony Pollard conversation, where everyone is like, and it's sort of opposite because everyone's like, "Oh, Pollard's better than Zeke." I'm yeah, like, this is the no, exact opposite. Of the they're different. They're different types of players, oh, okay. right? That's my point. Is both good, they're different just types different. of players. Yeah, like they're like JD McKissick is pretty good. Like with the what he does in their offense, he's good at passing. Uh in the passing da- game, he can make guys miss in the open field. He's got a little more, I think, elusiveness in the short area. Gibson is very explosive, but they're just different styles of players. So that's kind of my point. And I think they, he's not going anywhere. Yeah, they pair really well together. It's like that episode of Bob's Burgers where he's holding a glass of white and red wine, and he goes, Wow, the white really pairs well with the red. <laughs> He's like drinking both. <laughs> that's Pollard and Zeke, and that's McKissick and Gibson. Yes. So, anyways, I agree, Hyphens. He's not going anywhere. Um, and this is a guy that you could have had on like literally all your teams because he was going very late, I think. Yeah. Every year there's that guy. Theo Riddick was that guy for a while. They always pop up. James White's. All right, yeah. Craig, you had the Ravens running backs, right? Yep, did that. All right. Let's get to weird flex, but okay. I mean, other than the Ravens running backs all scoring touchdowns. So you guys have a weird flex, but okay, Craig. Yeah. Kenyon Drake, uh, DK kind of mentioned him earlier, but he had, he had two touchdowns, you know, he had only like 70 yards, two touchdowns, but he he had six touches. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it with Kenyon Drake. He was one of those people that we all kind of thought would be an interesting late round draft pick because the Raiders spent a lot of money on him and they never want to commit to Josh Jacobs, but they like Peyton Barber more than they like Kenyon Drake. It seems like when Peyton Barber's healthy. So I'm staying away. This is just a weird flex. It's not a real flex. Don't worry. Do you guys ever have players in fantasy that you just have a blind spot for? And at no point do you ever like consider them actually in a draft? Like I would there's under no circumstances would I draft this person. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For me, that was Kenyon Drake during the offseason. I don't know why, but I was always just like, no, I I would never no, I would never draft him. I don't know why. I don't even really know like enough about him to like poo-poo this decision. I just never wanted to draft him, and I'm actually very thankful for that. So, my point is, I kind of agree with you. I, it, he had he played 12 snaps last week. You said he had six touches this week. That kind yeah. of utilization is just not going to carry over. He's not going to score. Funny is he's good. Two touchdowns. Yeah, I think he's kind of good. It's weird, but I think Josh Jacobs is good too. 
Josh yeah. Jacobs had 16 attempts, Dude, 16 rush attempts, 53 just, yards. And that's such a funny point DK just made of like, now I'm just trying to think there are guys that are virtually invisible to you. Like they might as well not exist. And sometimes they're like good. And honestly, yeah. it's kind yeah. of how I feel about Derrick Henry every year. I'm just like, I'm not, I know I'm not going to draft Derrick Henry. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's just a but, weird thing. Yeah. I think for me, it was literally... Adam Thielen. Kelsey was like that to me for a couple of years in the second round. I was just like, I'm, I mean, I'm not doing that. And then every year, it made me look stupid. It was Kenyon Drake and James Conner for me this year, where I knew that they existed like, and I knew that they really were ranked there. somewhere on my ranks. But under no circumstances did I ever even think about drafting. Well, it's kind of like, like yeah, right, so you know that didn't everyone... we do an episode? Didn't we do an episode called "The Players You Have to Rank but Would Never Draft"? Okay. <laughs> That's, right. yes. That's exactly. That's right, it. Wait. So, that a cousin of this, you know how like everyone has something. Many, some people have many, but everyone has at least one thing that like you are crazy about and wrong. But like you think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what that is for you? Like I know what mine is. Do you guys know what your thing is that you're crazy? Uh, the flavor of banana. You know, like. I love the flavor of banana. I love banana cream pie. I like banana ice cream. And everybody's like, you're wrong. And oh, like, see, no. I, you're saying you took it as crazy about. I meant crazy. So like my thing is like, I don't, oh. I can't handle plastic in the microwave. I think it's horrible for you. I understand that there is type, they took BPA out and there are types of plastic that are safe. I don't think any of the plastic safe microwavable stuff is actually safe in the microwave. I know I'm yeah, but probably wrong, like, but like, I think I'm pretty right. sane though. I mean, you not wanting to put plastic in the microwave is not that crazy. That, I want microwave A. So Even insane. the Trader Joe's like <laughs> microwavable meals, I will not microwave in the thing. Mm, okay, I get that. And, like there are players like that. Like I won't. I don't care if people say they're fine. Like I will never believe you. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> like, yeah, I, that was kind of me with Daryl Henderson. Honestly, in the draft, <laughs> I was like, nah, I'm just not doing it. Yeah, just, I'm ugh, just not gonna do it. Ugh, ugh, they want me to do that. Miles Sanders yeah. is one of those. All right. Well, so is Mike Williams. So tough for me. Okay. Let's go. Um, quick prop bet update. We went, well, we, I, I was at a wedding on Thursday. So you guys did it thank with Ben God, Solak. Thank God we had fucking ben Solak. Solak. I'm, I'm still um, just continuing to drag this team down. Ben I Solak apologize. just picked both of you up by your haunches, just, just carried you over the hill here to 500. So you guys, I did just fine. Here. Greg I did, did well. All right, well I went two right, for just three. Say it to my you face went two for three. Suck at this. DK yeah. was in the uh, caboose here with uh, what did he do? Oh, oh, you oh! Know I thought you went one for three. DK went zero oh for three. Guys, I'm hemorrhaging money. Hen- hemorrhaging five dollar bets. Uh, but I feel I feel pretty good about how close I was on a few of these. Right? Yeah, you we're still good five for nine. Which, when you factor <laughs> in the the juice or the pulp. Uh, is basically 500 at Breaking best. even. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. So, um, you know what? Awesome. Great work. Also, Ben, shouts out Ben. Shout ben out hit ben his special Solak. prop. He hit his Packers, Bears, same game part. Oh, yes, he did. What was it? Under 44 and a half, Justin Fields <laughs> over rushing, and then Devontae Adams under. The Devontae Adams yeah. over under was 98 yards. Yeah. That's at least at the high. Yeah. Can I just say my Texans Colts parlay? I was ten yards away from hitting the same game parlay. Just saying. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um. Can I? I have to say, you know what was really cathartic? I listened to that episode you guys did without me when Solak mm-hmm. just like kind of like he's so polite and like DK was like, yeah, I got Mark Andrews first touchdown score and Solak just like burst out laughing and was like, those are the worst bets you could possibly make. <laughs> vibes, vibes bet. It was it was a vibes bet. Vibes. Didn't pay off, but that's he okay. did score a touchdown. Just wasn't for yeah. him. All right. 
Uh, let's get all right. Last thing here, burn book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think this we're one, all on I, the same. I, I think we're all on the same yeah. page here. There's yeah, DK, one do the honors. That it needs to need, like you know this is the end. He's got to go. <laughs> <laughs> so I am just I'm done. I'm out. It's over, Miles Gaskin. You're going in the burn book. It's over. Like I can't handle it anymore. I can't handle it anymore. Thirty-one points last week. Yeah, and then for whatever reason, multiple reasons, he just went back to being like a lightly used, uh, like change of pace type guy. I saw this uh, from Joey McFarland from PFF. He played on thirty-six percent of the snaps, twenty-eight percent of the rush attempts, uh, and then he was just sprinkled in here and there and other stuff like. What are the number one? What are the Dolphins doing in the backfield? I never, I'm never going to be able to figure it out pregame. You know, I guess like maybe you could have guessed in retrospect that they were going to pass to Gaskin a lot against the Buccaneers because no one tries to run against Buccaneers. But I'm done trying to figure out. I'm trying. I'm done trying to like read the tea leaves with Gaskin. Uh, He's going in the burn book. Save me for myself. I'm never going to start him again for any of my leagues. I want to get tattooed on the inside of my eyelids that the Dolphins have the worst <laughs> offensive line in the NFL. And that anytime the rest of the season, anyone asks me to start the question about Miami running backs, it's like they have the worst offensive line in the NFL. We should do like our own version of the movie Memento, where you <laughs> wake up every morning. Body of certain things and you, you have to it, remember. And it's Memento, but every day he just has to set a fantasy lineup and he looks at his forearm and it says, Don't, Don't trust what Sandy Watkins did in week one. And he's like, he's like, oh, he's like, Miami's playing Jacksonville. And he looks at his arm. He's like, don't ever start Miles Gaskin. He's like, okay. You're like, hmm, I wonder why that's there. He had five rushes for nine yards. <laughs> oh, God. I, I like, Sweet. Miles Gaskin, he's like Kalambert's purple fork to me. He's just, you know. No, it's it's over with Miles Gaskin. I want to edit all of our burn book people onto uh, Guy Pierce's body in <laughs> Memento and the tattoos. That's good. Do you want to go? Re- do you want to recap okay. who we got so far? Yeah, the burn book yeah. recap. We did week one Raheem Mostert because he got hurt, which was pretty bitter on our part. It, it was pretty hardcore. Pretty however, it, did we? It we didn't just, know that it was out for right the year. We didn't know that it was out for the year when we did that. To be fair. Yeah, yeah. I, yes, well, we that wouldn't have changed our minds. What was upsetting to us about Reem Mostert was the entire offseason. We were like, you know what? He's so good, but he might get hurt like immediately. And then he got hurt on the second carry of the season. And we felt like assholes. <laughs> so we burned him out of anger, which you shouldn't do to someone's hurt. Marcus Callaway in week two. We just burned Kyle Shanahan in week three because it just seemed a lot more concise than yeah. explaining all the players we'd have to burn. Turns out he just hates Trey Sermon. Also, Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> and Ayuk. Week four, um, week four, I just reached the acceptance stage of grief mm-hmm. with Mike Davis. <laughs> and I just was like, you know what? Take me. Uh, week five is Allen Robinson. And week six, here we are with Miles Gaskin. Seems like a pretty solid it's list. A good we'll list. Get those all tattooed on Guy Pierce's body. <laughs> if somebody showed you this list before the season started, I think I would understand every single one of them except Allen Robinson. Well, if yeah. I showed you this list before the season, would you think it was the burn book? Or would you think this is like winners of the week? Oh, like, like, like would a, you think that this is like the lineup you'd want after week one or after week six? You're like, this is like the team. If you had drafted these guys, Raheem Mostert, Mike Davis, Miles Gaskin, A-Rob, Callaway, Shanahan, you're like, wow. So the Niners, just give me all the Niners. 
And like Mike Davis hit, Danny was super right about Mike Davis. A Rob Bears must be leading the league in receiving. Miles Gaskin zero, so go zero RB. Hit the Niners. Yeah, this is like A-Rob. actually the, the memento Someone... thing where like you have memory loss and you're like trying to decipher what this means. I have these names written on my body. What, what does this, this mean? Somebody comes back from the future and hands you this piece of paper and you don't know why and you're like, ah, do I draft them or do I not? Is Kyle Shanahan, Sammy Jenkins, <laughs> Sammy, was he giving the shots or not? <laughs> my God. Oh, that's that's good. All right. All right. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go through waivers this week. Really important week for waivers. There are six teams on by and five of them are really good. The other one is the Jaguars. So you, <laughs> there's a lot of teams that plus injuries. It's like probably the, the hardest start sit week of the whole season thus far. So we'll do that on. That'll go up on Monday night, Tuesday. Yeah, yeah Monday night. Cool. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Mike, for producing this episode. Thank you, Lord. Lord. Thank you, Fantagram. All right. I stumped you, Craig. Am I supposed to know what that is? I was going to pretend and then they stopped. Craig just goes, I don't know what that is. Nothing. I was going to sit here and be quiet, and then Craig made a face, and I was like, okay, I don't have to know who Fantagram is because I had no idea what that is. I don't know who that is either. DK, that was like the part where you explain what Fantagram is. Fantagram. No. Okay. Well, you're not going to, you're not even going to say anything. Oh, did you want me to, I don't know the background and history of the band very well. Um, <laughs> so you can you look don't? No. I'm just going to Google. <laughs> uh, they're a music duo from Greenwich, New York. There we go. I've got Fanagram. It's a video game development studio based in South Korea. It's known for its <laughs> game series, Kingdom Under Fire. Uh, don't think yeah, that's I what I was really. talking about. They're associated acts are the Flaming Lips, Miley Cyrus, and Big Boy. Wikipedia doesn't even do like the for the disambiguous for the ambiguation. Hey, it, goes, it just goes for the optical illusion. See Fantagram with an O. If you play the song When I'm Small, you'll recognize it. Guaranteed. Okay. okay. I was going to say play it and then I realized that's how you get sued. I'll give that a shot. Don't do it. Yeah, yeah. we can't do that. No, on the pod. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Say see ya. Say see you Monday. <laughs> wait, no, 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 wait. And I want to read real quick what a fanogram is. A fanogram, oh. this is the, no, no. A fanogram known as phanoglyphs op, is free, uh, fr- levitated images or a form of optical illusion. Uh, oh, this is really boring. All right, it's what it, Russell it was Wilson was doing out in the field. <laughs> this, <laughs> Heifetz, this is worse than this, the jokes I start and I can't remember the fucking punchline. Like that was Mitch bad. Hedberg jokes. <laughs> <laughs> see you guys on Monday. Jesus. <laughs>